Hello, this is P. Andrew Sandlin, president and founder of the Center for Cultural Leadership. Today we have a, an unusual podcast, Lighter Fair, end of the year, discussing politics. And at my two sons' insistence, they have joined me for this uh, discussion. Richard, who is CCL's uh, junior scholar of philosophical theology and finishing his PhD at UBC, University of British Columbia in Vancouver. And my second son, uh, Benjamin. I think this is his first time uh, at a CCL event or speaking I've on a CCL. To, I've been to plenty of events. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, but uh, not those, a participant. Th- those were the disappointments. <laughs> Uh, he is you know, a. Can't afford to pay me though. So he's a GIS analyst for a Northern California-based energy company. So let's just leap right in, Richard. What is the view of um, the current political situation in the United States from Canada? From our friends up north, <laughs> what is their view of what? And we want to. I want to say initially, though, as you're gathering your thoughts. Um, that this issue of politics in America is one that has not been discussed in the major media nearly enough. We are trying to highlight politics because it is really uh, sort of degenerated into desuetude and it's fallen by the wayside. So we are here. We, we've got we, to have politics in more areas of life. We it's really just, do. Uh, we, we really do. So, Richard, what's what's the view? What is the view from way up north? Well, from Vancouver, it's a apoplectic. Of course, but you're Vancouver, to, you're going to have to um, tell me what that word means. That word means that people in Vancouver were very unhappy with the fact that Donald Trump was elected. Wait, you mean wait, you mean that they were unhappy that he won? Unhappy that he won, but then That's again, a surprise. Then again, Vancouver's a uh, coastal, you know, we know coastal no, elite town, city, and in, in Canada. But um, talking to friends, other friends up north from other areas of the country, actually, Trump has a surprise. Um, Higher following than you would think, uh, especially in the you know the Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Rob Ford was regions. a big big uh, supporter, huh? Maybe, <laughs> yes. Uh, so Canada, I think, is a little more diverse than people like to give it credit for. They think of it as sort of some people think see it as this, especially the American left sees it as this sort of social democratic paradise in North America. But it's a little more San Francisco North. Uh, uh, yeah, kind of. It's a little more uh, subtle than that. So let's move it on to the campus. So how about academia, Canadian academia? How would they view Donald well, Trump? Well, not hi- well, not highly. You mean uh, that's a surprise. President-elect Donald Trump. Excuse me. President-elect Donald Trump. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that would be unique to Canadian campus. I think this could be campuses all over so the West. Canada world. could be more conservative. In other words, the Canadian uh, academia would be more conservative no, not, than well, America. Not necessarily. It's just I think that academics and their views, no matter, at least in the West, Europe, U.S., Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the would, be more like, would be more like each other in their views than they would, say, now that comes a, a surprise a, to, to me. a Canadian academic and a Canadian mining worker from Alberta would have very divergent that views. That comes as a surprise to me. You mean academia would not support Donald Trump? Why would that be the case? Generally, no. Um, well, I mean, that's a, that's a big question. That's a big question. I mean, there's this I think a Berkeley academic, but don't I don't know 100% on that. But I went to a talk three or four years ago. The guy wrote a book on this: Why are liberals? Uh, why are academics largely on the left? Yes. Um, there, this is a big topic. There could be any number of variables um, that I think is too much to get into. On this in other words, podcast. he refused to give he an answer. Want to talk, he doesn't I want to talk about the it. question. Well, it's just a, big, so it's ben, a big question. So, Ben, we'll move to you, Benjamin. How? How? What's the view from over in the San Francisco Bay? They, I would say that they are strongly pro-Trump. Is that correct? Well, I don't know about that. But I'll, I'm 
from personally, I'm just super stoked for all the deportations that are about to happen. <laughs> That's all I'm ready for. And who in particular are you happy is going to get deported? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, good. You had us concerned there for a minute. So um, if as you look at the future and we sort of uh, contemplate a Trump administration, I still have difficulty framing that language even. Trump administration, very interesting. Um, so what do you think, how, how do you think this administration is going to play out? Hopefully you, better than the USFL did when he took over. <laughs> that's true. He did take over the USFL, <laughs> failed, that's right. And it failed miserably. Yeah, interesting. So let's shift to his... Um, so uh, his competitor. So what? What's what's going to happen with the Clintons now? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, to Ben or me? Either Ho- one. Hopefully Let's they they gracefully fade away from political life, but I don't see that happening. I think I think they'll continue with their found the foundation work. And then the, the legal their, the legal part. Already, the legal they're, part. Already, they're already both. They're already in their seventies. So I just don't see. You know but, what I mean? And then maybe trying to set something up for Chelsea, maybe in the foundation, or I don't know. I just But, but there were hints that maybe age. in 2020 that Hillary could run again. She would be, well, what, about she, she, she's not She'll saying, only be like 88 or she's 90. She's not saying that. I no. don't think she, I think yeah. she, she said she won't be interested in doing that. Unless she comes back as like a cyborg or something. <laughs> I thought she already was. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, final question. As, as young men, both of you now, uh, well into your... Um, Oh, that wasn't a good way to put it. No. Into your 30s. Into no. your 30s. And you look at the future of American politics. What do you really see? I'm most worried about the the stark divisiveness between uh, what they call blue and red, you know, blue and red America, which yes. is ironic because in Canada, red color uh, is the color of the liberals and the blue is the color of the conservatives. So it's a little always jarring. Have, always have a backwards in Canada. Yeah, always, always contrary. Or, or forwards. But anyway, um, depending on your perspective. Um I, I'm most worried about the divisiveness, the, but that, and that's it. Well, two things: the divisiveness among the quote red America and blue America, but also the, um, well, three things: how satu- how media saturated we are as a culture, and how that and these are all interconnected, and um, the reach of politics and in, in, within within private life, and it's all all of life, the encroaching politicization of life, which is, I think is concerning. Media saturated. And that is why on this podcast, we're talking about politics. We're wanting to add to the media saturation. So Ben, you have a final word as you look forward to politics in the United States. What do you contemplate? Uh, I'm looking forward to a rise of a third party, actually. Uh, As the liberals and Democrats keep moving further away from the center, at least that's the way the parties are going at, at this point. I'm hoping a, a third party could fill that centrist vacuum. And who would be like a great standard bearer, a great presidential candidate to lead the third party? Would it be someone like Jim Gaffigan? Who, what, who would it, who would it be? I was hoping for more of a Barbara Walters type. Kanye West. Oh, him too. <laughs> someone mentally stable enough to, to handle running a country. Because mental stability certainly marks our current political climate. Exactly. It certainly marks it. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you have made it this far, congratulations and Merry Christmas to you. This is P. Andrew Sandlin, founder and president of the Center for Cultural Leadership, ChristianCulture.com.